Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Hey everybody, how's it going this week? Uh, let's see here. Last week, I uh, well, I got signed up for a race. Uh, I mentioned it. I have an uh, interview today with Josh Boggs, race uh, Well, he's a vice president, race director for the Youngstown Marathon. He runs the timing service uh, for Second Soul, Second Soul Racing, or Second Soul Timing. Uh, you can find him at either of those. And got a good interview with him. I mentioned it in there that I was going to, but I finally uh, did it. I signed up for the Phantom Four Miler, so be doing a real race this year uh, sooner than I thought. Uh, It's on Halloween morning, Saturday, October 31st at the Canfield Fairgrounds. That and the following weekend, the following Sunday, that's on Saturday, uh, November 8th, I have the half, uh, Made in America Half Marathon in Massillon, Ohio. So, finally doing a couple real races. And, uh, well, I talk about that more in my interview. So, we'll let that go there. And nothing too exciting this week as far as running. Got some okay miles in. Still trying to do the low heart rate thing. Got a little more back to it this week. I pretty much been doing it for most of my runs lately, but uh, decided to do what they call a MAF, M-A-F, maximum aerobic function, and the test to get your MAF heart rate where you're supposed to be training, you take uh, 180 minus your age. Now, if you read Phil Maffetone's book, there are some variations in that, uh, things that may affect. Uh, that you could move your heart rate up or down depending on training, medicine, uh, health, you know, stuff like that. Now, but I'm following Amanda Brooks's uh, plan. She's from the book Run to the Finish, runtothefinish.com if you want to check her out. I'm trying to loosely follow her plan. I'll go with that much. I, I'm personalizing it to me. She has a lot more uh, cross-training involved. Uh, I really want to get started. Since I really jumped into this late, and I'm trying to keep that run streak going, so kind of stuck in the middle there. But uh, yet, I do adjust some of the days to fit my uh, plans better. They had a what she called the math test. Uh, oh, I'm on level. Where's the one I was using? Okay, here it is. Uh, Level 2 half marathon, math test. She wants you to do a 15-minute walk, uh, run, warm-up. I did a little run-walk, uh, and then I was doing some uh, dynamic sw- leg swings and a little bit of this, a little bit, uh, the, little bit of the uh, lunges. And then I went out and did the test. Uh, I was supposed to do five miles. here supposed to run walk five miles i was able to run most of it once i got through that first mile my heart settled down 
and got on cruise control and for the most part, unless I picked up the pace too much, uh, for the whole five miles, I averaged a 12-minute pace. The first mile was actually my slowest, so I kind of liked that because uh, I had to wait a while for heart rate and everything. And it, took, it was a cooler day. It was in the 30s, so uh, didn't have as good as a connection. So it seemed, I, I don't think I was jumping around as much as it was showing, but I, I kept trying to stop and get it back down normal where it's supposed to be. So you're supposed to run the five miles in your heart rate half zone, which is 180 minus your age. So I'm trying to run this between a 115, 125. And with the AFib and the medicine I'm on, technically I could probably even go lower than that. Uh, if I go out for like a easy run, recovery run, after a hard, if I do a hard workout the next day, I kind of make sure I'm doing even lower than the 125. Okay, now it says record each mile, the heart rate, and your total time. Uh, I did that. It's real easy when you're wearing a garment, so no problem there. And for the most part, uh, I was happy with the way it went and keeping it in that low zones and stuff. Uh, you're not going to be going fast. There was some walk breaks in there, but... I thought it could have been much worse than it was. If it had been a hot day or something, obviously it would have. But we, at the starting line, we were, I think I checked it before we started, it was 31 degrees. Okay, and then you're supposed to repeat that. This says four weeks. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, see how, and then you compare your times. So, four or five weeks from now, I'll try to go out and do another one and see if this low heart rate training's doing any work uh i have actually in my book i should write down all, all five miles that would be a good way to keep track for future reference uh but i did a cool down and run so i actually ended up with like 6.8 miles for the whole thing yesterday all right and so moving on i have uh well, let's just get into the interview. Uh, not a lot else going on running-wise. Hopefully, uh, like I said, I'm going to try to get... I got race coming up on Halloween. Next week, I actually, next Saturday, I'm found, like I, I think I mentioned this in the interview, uh, I am signed up because of the ambassador. Once again, thank you to anybody who used my name to sign up before the pandemic. And I will be doing the virtual Youngstown half, and I think I have to do it, like, next Saturday. That was my plan. So, go out, get 13 miles in, 13.1 miles in sometime next weekend. All right. And now, we'll get into that. Uh, let me go ahead. The long-awaited interview with Josh Boggs. And I think I mentioned this, I mentioned in the interview, his wife, Crystal, who's actually one of my kind of first, pretty early on in my interviewing process. I wasn't even doing any of them on Skype or Zoom at that time. didn't even really have the knowledge. And so I'm pretty, this is a first husband, wife, separate interviews on here. So that, uh, she was back in episode 46. Uh, I, I, man, 
I don't have it written down right here, but uh, that was 2019, June or July. Uh, we met up in Boardman Park and just had a nice chat. And now because of the pain, everything going on, I, I got to interview Josh, but we did it in uh, on uh, Skype. It was, did we Skype or Zoom? Whichever. And, well, let's get to it. Hello, uh, welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. Today I got a special long-awaited guest, at least for me, it's been a long time, uh, Josh Boggs, who uh, I think you're my first husband and wife team to be on here, but uh, your wife Crystal was on here. I looked it up, I had to look it up, episode 46 on July 28th of 2018, 2019, I'm sorry, do that last year in 2000 in July, uh, only took me once or twice of asking you to come on uh, in a year and four months or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little late to this show, but I, I appreciate you having me on. Oh, no problem. Uh, that was only 62 episodes ago. so That's not too bad, right? That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> she said you I do remember one thing I didn't go back and re-listen to that one but uh, uh, she said you, I do remember she said you don't talk as much as her yeah I'm kind of like the guy behind the curtain I don't I don't really I don't kind of come out in the public too much I just do all the work on the back side of it I kind of got that impression about you uh, for those that don't know well we'll get into that one side I gotta do my warm up question I don't know if you've been listening or not, but what's your favorite way or place to have pizza? My favorite place to have pizza? Or your favorite way to have pizza, whichever, oh, or both. Wait. If you have a favorite place, you can throw it out there. Yeah, I, you know, I don't really, but I'm, I'm boring. Like, I'm super boring, which probably doesn't, doesn't surprise anyone with my personality. I'm just like a plain cheese pizza kind of guy, like just regular plain cheese pizza. How boring is that? I'm actually okay with that because most of the time okay. when I'm ordering pizza, I just get pepperoni. I don't I'm not, yeah. anymore. I'm just like, ah, let's just get pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't. I'm not even like a huge toppings guy. I just like it simple and yeah, I could do pepperoni, but yeah, usually cheese. That's that's about it. Uh, actually, I'm pretty good with that. Keep it simple. You know, yeah. If you have to put too many toppings on it, it's just not the pizza. But right. uh, it's it complicated. For those that don't know, let me. Would you like to give a little introduction? Uh, this is Josh Boggs of Second Soul uh, Timing. Uh, anything you'd like to just start off with, uh, let people know about you? or uh, just, get... uh, Yeah, like I said, I'm the Timing Director for Second Soul Timing or Racing. We go by both. Um, we manage and time about, I'd say, 90 to 100 events a year in a normal year. This year has been a little bit different. Um, I'm also the Vice President of the Youngstown Marathon. And then the vice president of uh, the SMB Foundation, which is uh, what Bruce was talking about with uh, our nonprofit that we run, which also puts on events uh, mainly down in Columbia County. But like I said, vice president of that as well. And I'm sorry. <laughs> what a you've been a longtime runner in the area too, because I had heard of you. I knew of you and then met you later on, but you were a pretty, uh, pretty good runner back in the day. Or not that you're yeah. that old, but long, long, long time ago. I used to, yeah, I used to run pretty competitively. I ran 
ran for Columbiana, and then uh, ran at YSU for a little bit, and then just really trained on my own and just competed probably till I would say honestly until I was in my early 30s. I'm 38 now. I haven't really done anything major, but um, yeah, I still run occasionally, probably two to three days a week, but more recreational now. Most of, it seems like most uh, with all the events you normally time. It would be hard for me to imagine you have a lot of time to do any uh, running, especially comp run a race. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's I, that's that's half the battle, honestly, is finding the time. And I know it's not not an excuse because there's always more time. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the timing company has been very very busy as of the last couple years. And then um, Crystal coaches, my wife coaches cross country and tracks. So we're busy with the track schedule and the kids there. And then between managing our own events and timing other events, it doesn't doesn't leave a lot of time. Usually if I run any races, it's just an event I'm timing. I just jump into the race itself because it's really the only time yeah. I have to do it. It don't seem right to jump in and win your own race, though. Just, just I, say. Yeah, you know, it's, I got to be careful. I got to be careful because I get I get weird looks. They're like, isn't that the guy at the finish line timing, too? So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a lot slower now than I used to be, so that doesn't happen all too often anymore. Oh, and um, you've been at Second Soul quite a while. Aren't you? I know you've been working. Uh, we're going on with seven years. Seven years this August. So seven years. And uh, how long have you been doing the timing with them? Um, or is that just your own thing? First year. Um, I kind of got my feet wet the first year with it. I kind of um, asked about the timing company. At that point, they weren't timing many events. I mean, they were still putting on a few events, but I'd say we were timing only about maybe five, six, seven events a year. Um, and I kind of had some timing experience and background myself and said, you know, with just my experience as a runner and organizer, I'd like to try to see what I could do with it. And like I said, past six years now, I've been with Second Soul Racing with the timing director. Yeah, because it seems like they've really, at least the last so many few years, it seems like they're expanding and putting off or timing more races in the area. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we try to, you know, we try to balance what we're doing in the community as far as events we're timing and then organizing. I'd say we probably organize one every every two or so months now. Really, most of the holidays we have an event going on, and then um, during cross country season, we kind of this year at least we organize some of our own cross country events as well. But um, yeah, it's we put on a lot of events throughout the year and then with Youngstown Marathon and Youngstown Peace Race and kind of all the major events already going on in the area it's we, we're doing quite a bit now well uh, I know I've talked to you in the past uh, not on here but in per, uh, about the Youngstown Marathon and well thank you for letting me in I wasn't we had talked uh, well you messaged me was it last week about uh, that I was signed up for the race and for some reason I was thinking since I was signed up as ambassador I, I actually wondered if I was I, I didn't want to seem you know oh do I get it or not but uh, apparently I'm signed up for the virtual half well yeah yeah kind of a default I, I pretty much assumed that most of the uh, the ambassadors if they were still planning on you know doing the event we're gonna do the virtual so yeah we definitely just kind of transferred everybody over really we transferred everyone over and then asked everybody what they wanted to do so um, yeah you're, you're more than welcome to join the event and everybody else that was an ambassador as well well as of right now I am uh, planning on running it on the 24th I got some other people that somebody else had uh, half planned so 
We're going okay. over to the park and run uh, 13.1 that day. That's uh, farther than I'm going to be doing. I'll, <laughs> I'll get out there and do something, but I think maybe I'll stick to the 5K this year. 5Ks can be fun. I actually, um, going for virtual events, I think I actually prefer the shorter ones. Or yeah. the, like I did the great race across Tennessee, and that actually, I liked that too because it was a month long. It kept you motivated for a while. But um, I was going to say, with the what led up to the decision to go virtual? Was it just no other option? Yeah, you know, it was a, it was kind of a difficult decision. Um, with everything, you know, transitioning back in March and April with the whole COVID situation, um, the Youngstown Marathon Foundation Board had already had meetings starting back in April and May to decide certain aspects of the race. Um, we really tried to hold off as long as possible. Um, we, we definitely take into consideration kind of what some of the other local major marathons were doing as well as other events. But at the same time, you know, we wanted to stand on our own two feet as far as making our own decision. Um, just because Youngstown Marathon is unique in the sense that I would say 80% of it runs through the park, um, which is kind of a closed off section in itself. Um, so we really tried to hold out as long as possible um, with making our decision. Um, I, I'll be honest in saying that, you know, probably through late July, early August, um, we were pretty positive about moving forward. Um, I would say that most of the board was, you know, in favor of still doing the physical event. Um, we, we ran into some hurdles basically with the different jurisdictions. Uh, I won't get into the details with certain ones. Everybody was really supportive, but it was just trying to get everybody on the same page um, between the city and the park, um, you know, the city of Boardman. Um, it's really different people making those decisions. So getting everybody to kind of agree on safety protocols and things like that was the, was the difficult part of it. Um, really what it came down to was, you know, what would happen in late fall with, with COVID um, and kind of the, um, the point where, you know, would things be better or worse by October? Um, I can probably say if the race had taken place in June or July, it probably would have happened. Um, but we knew probably things were gonna get worse before they were gonna get better. Um, and ultimately, I think in August, probably mid-August is when we made the decision. Um, we, we didn't wanna wait too long just because for the people training for the half and the full, you know, we yeah. knew they were far into their training plans and the longer we waited, we didn't want to, you know, make them wait much longer. So obviously we made the decision in August to go virtual. Yeah, most events seem, there's not a lot of live events, and it seems like most of the bigger events had had to. And the Peace Race, how far much were you involved with that? Because I know they went um, for... You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, as far as the decision with that, I wasn't really involved. I'm not technically on the Peace Race board. I just do the timing for them and the registration. Okay. Um, I can't really speak for, you know, that decision there um, as far as what they had. Obviously, they went virtual, but I don't, other than those details of just knowing they went virtual, that's really all I knew about it. Okay. And other events that you're putting on, uh there are a couple live one come real races coming up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's a few and far between, but there are still a few. Um, we are we are wrapping up cross country season right now. We've got one more cross country meet. We are live hosting this weekend. Um, once that's over, 
Um, for anyone interested in an open 5K, or I'm sorry, four mile race, we are doing a four mile race at the Canfield Fairgrounds on Halloween morning. Um, so that's the next event that we are putting on. Um, it is sponsored by obviously us as Second Soul, and then Phantom Fireworks is our main sponsor for that. Um, Phantom we'll Four Miler. Yeah, Phantom. It's called the Phantom Four Miler. Yeah. Um, it'll be two heats, um, 9:30 and 10 a.m. Each heat's allowed to have 150 participants. Um, if anyone's run our races in the past over the past three months, it's the same safety protocols. Um, you know, social distancing. We'll be doing temperature checks when runners come in. Um, you don't have to wear your mask when you're running, but you'll be required to wear it up to the start line. And then when the race starts, you can take it off. Um, we've had a lot of success with that in the past, and um, participants have been uh, very good about you know following the rules and being safety or being safe with the event. Um, so that's that's kind of where we're at. Uh, we've got about 130 people signed up right now for that one. That sounds pretty good. Uh, are you since it's on Halloween? Are you encouraging costumes? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we're not going to do like a specific costume category, um, but we are going to second soul gift cards for the best costumes in each heat, so we'll judge that, and then we will end up doing age groups in that too, but we do those at a later point, um, because we're not allowed to have an awards ceremony if they were the actual event itself. I was considering a costume, I have, uh, because my running at this point, uh, I'm probably better off going for a costume prize than anything. <laughs> the way I'm running right now, my best bet would be to just show up and have a fun costume run. Uh, and I actually yeah, have a costume right. this year. I don't have to go look for one. But I got to hope for yeah, a cool. We're, we're hoping, yeah, we're hoping people wear costumes. We're, we're, you know, we like to. We know that we're kind of in a, you know, a difficult time now with races, and it's it's definitely not the norm. But we're hoping to have fun with it, and everybody has fun as well, and we can actually have some sense of normalcy that day and you know we're telling people you know have fun wear your costumes you know let's be safe and you know i won't say that i might not have one on too so we'll uh <laughs> we'll, we'll do some judging and see what's the best one that day that sounds like a good idea to me i didn't know it, i didn't see that advertised about the costumes but I mean, yeah we we didn't really emphasize it a lot but i'll be honest even with youngstown marathon now being on halloween weekend the last year here um a lot of people dress up because it is Halloween weekend or close to Halloween weekend. So I would assume, being that it's the Phantom Four Miler, that we'll see a lot of costumes. I I hope so because I think that'd be a fun fun race. And uh, with everything else going on, the one day you're supposed to wear a mask uh, normally, right. it'd be nice to see some uh, creativity. Right. I don't think I can run with a mask on though. Luckily, uh, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think I could either. Uh, what, do you have what else uh, would be coming up? Coming up in December, we've got a couple events. Um, December first and second, we have our Crystal and I, my wife and I, our Christmas race that we do down at Firestone Park in Columbia. And it's our "Twas the Night Before 5K" um, event, which runs through the light show at night. Um, typically, it's one night, and we usually get about 500 to 600 participants. Um, because of everything this year, we do have to split it up into two nights. So it's going to be December 1st and December 2nd. Um, we're going to run two heats each night. So one at 6 p.m., one at 8.30. And we're allowed to have 150 people. So um, we've got close to 170 people signed up already. Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, I expect pretty big numbers. Um, something a little bit different this year is for the first time in about six 
we're on year seven, eight now, and for the first time in six years, we're going to have a new course. Um, not by choice necessarily. Um, there is some construction going on in the park, and two of the roads that we normally run on um, are no longer roads. So <laughs> uh, they are grassy areas, so we had to change the course. Yeah, so we, uh, we changed the course. There's construction going on in the park down at Firestone Park in Columbia. Um, so runners this year, as long as it's approved by the city, um, I believe it will be, they're actually going to go up into Columbia into the circle and come back down into the park. So it'll be a brand new course this year, um, something runners haven't experienced before, which we're pretty excited about because you actually get to see the lights uptown before you head back down into the park. So um, it'll be different from an organizational standpoint, but um, pretty excited because it's something a little bit different for the runners. Little uh, course change every so many years isn't a bad thing. No, uh, as long no. as you, I mean, the main emphasis is running past the lights, anyways. Uh, outside yeah, of that, no. I don't think nobody mind. Yeah, they'll get you'll get to see the lights. Runners will see the lights the first loop through the park, and then they'll leave and they'll head uptown and they get to see the lights uptown, and then they'll finish again through the park to see the lights a second time. So it actually logistically works out really well. Um, as far as parking and leaving the event just from a social distance standpoint. So um, I expect that we'll, I'm hoping that we sell out, um, but like I said, we are limited to 150 per night. Um, the 6 p.m. Uh, heats on both nights are the ones definitely filling quicker, obviously, because it's pretty cold that time of year. Um, so I anticipate that those will sell out sooner than later. Yeah, I think the 8 o'clock ones are going to be a little tougher, so uh, yeah. you'll probably still get some. Uh, but that's always been a pretty good, uh, fun event in the past. Uh, but you're not going to be able to have the people staying behind at like previous years, obviously. Yeah, uh, between it's going to be it's going to be kind of watered down. I mean, we unfortunately, I think the after party in the previous years that we would do was the thing that a lot of people looked forward to as well because we would do you know different prizes and raffles and you could get soup and cookies and Christmas snacks and that. Unfortunately, we are not allowed to do that this year. Um, so it's going to be kind of a simple event. Um, you'll pick up your shirts and your uh, finisher medals ahead of time at Second Soul for pack and pickup. Um, you'll come down, run your race, and then basically when you finish, um, you know, you'll have to leave and then the next heat will start after that. So unfortunately, we're in a kind of a different year, um, but we're also just thankful that we're able to have the event um, because so many events obviously have canceled in the area. Yeah, one of the big draws there, and this is a little complaint of mine, but from what I saw, you know, the medal you give out, a uh, Christmas ornament, and you put a mask on the deer from what I saw. But <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, we, yeah, it's been. We've had. I'll be honest. We've had it. We've. It's been a pretty positive review on it. But we've had a couple people are like, "Oh, you added a mask." Really, it was more probably just to kind of remember the year and hopefully that this is the only year that we have to do something like this fingers crossed. Um, but yeah it was kind of more of a just remember 2020 that was the that was the covid year obviously <laughs> yeah I, I got that part of it i just it's not gonna match the rest of the deer on the tree <laughs> true this is true well maybe we'll do something maybe we'll do something a little bit more unique yeah we we had picked donner um with the reindeer, we kind of pick a random one every year. Um, and so it kind of fit with Dawn and the mask and we're like, you know what, let's just go with it. But we get a lot of questions every year, like, when are you doing Rudolph or, you know, 
Are you going to do Santa? We don't usually announce that till probably a couple months out, but I will tell you this, that we are definitely not going in order with the, uh, with the reindeer. So I can, I, I will, I'll, I'll give you a little hint and tell you that Rudolph will definitely not be the last reindeer. Well, we're going to sneak him in one of these years, but, um, that's the one that everybody keeps asking about. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you better not. Um, when you do Rudolph, you might want to be able to make sure you can expand your crowd that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was not the year to this was this was not the year to do a, the major medal. So yeah, I think that will be the big year. But um, yeah, we're we're excited. Like I said, and we know it's a little bit different for everyone. And you know, we're still going to have as much fun with it as we can, and you know, put on a good event. What about uh, we skipped Thanksgiving in there? We you got a. Uh, is there anything well, coming up Thanksgiving? Yeah, you know, we, I can't kind of get into too many details. We are working on it. Um, the hope is to announce something within the next week. Um, we are still working with the health departments in different jurisdictions as far as that. Um, unfortunately, this last week, a lot of the counties in the area, you know, went to the red status, um, which kind of set things back a little bit. But we are hoping to have answers for at least what we can do for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm hoping by the end of this weekend, by the first of next week. I know a lot of people are looking forward to being able to do a Thanksgiving event. In the past, we had done the uh, What We're Thankful For Miler at the Davis Family YMCA uh, in Borman on the Clerk Road. Yeah, I've been to that one three, four times, something like that. Four, five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I've got that almost every year. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun event. It's a great event. It goes towards a good cause, and you know we're hoping, fingers crossed, the road when we can do it again, and we should have a pretty definitive answer, yes or no. I would say, no later than Sunday or Monday of next week. And you know, just thinking ahead, because I know some of the events are starting to send out people like in waves. Any chance are some of the events starts getting a little more. Uh, Maybe I'm thinking ahead to next year, a few months ahead or a year ahead. But it'd be nice if we just get something a little more normal where maybe just send people out in waves rather than... Uh, yeah. We, you know, I, I will say it's really the decision on from a, you know, from a race timer's, you know, perspective and a race director's, a lot of those decisions are kind of out of the control of the director and the timer. Um, really that comes from the health commissioner of that county okay. or you know the environmental director or the board that works with them um, and I'll be honest every county is a bit different so um, it really depends obviously on the situation with you know what the COVID cases are like in that county I think it also depends on the size of the event um, it also depends on the venue um, looping courses places where runners will come back on themselves usually is a you know pretty much a you can't do that kind of thing. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, at this point next year, we're having a little bit different of a discussion. It would be great to be able to send people off in waves, you know, every couple minutes or so. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that feels more like an actual race. And we, you know, we miss that too. Um, and to be honest with you, from a timer's perspective, it's a lot more work creating separate heats and way in, in different events within a, within an event. Um, so we, we like that easier, too, because it's much easier to get 500 people off the line on one one chance than it is to do 150 or 100 people every half an hour. That makes for a long day, and 
you know, obviously we know that takes away a little bit from the experience too. So, you know, hopefully this is a different conversation at this point next year. Um, you know, I, I'm, I wish I could sit there and say that I think it'll be a hundred percent, you know, better. I, I don't think that probably will be the case, but I, I, I'm hoping that we're at least moving in a positive direction where we can get back to the normalcy of a, of a regular, of a regular race. Are there any changes you see happening now that you think may become like just the normal uh, health-wise or timing-wise? Or You know, I maybe yes and no. I mean, I it's kind of hard to say. Um, I think that it seems like a lot more races now are going with the pre-register participants. Um, just so that they know how many people they have for the event leading up to it. Um, that's probably the thing I've noticed more than anything. Um, I think that will continually carry forward. We're seeing less and less race day signups. And even prior to COVID, I would say we've noticed that. Obviously, a lot more races are moving to online registration. Um, from an organizational standpoint, from a director standpoint, it's nice to know how many people you can expect in an event. And it yeah. seems like the health commissioners in each county really like to know those numbers, too. Um, just so that they can, you know, be aware of the crowds and how many people to expect. So I, if I had to say anything, that's probably what I think will move forward more than anything is you're going to start noticing less race day signups and more, hey, the race takes place on this date, but you only have until this date to sign up. Um, and I think that was happening pre-COVID as well, but I definitely think that will transition probably into the fall of next year as well. Do you think it's going to have a long-term effect on size of races? How many they're willing to let you run? I mean, some of the, I mean, like the major marathons are going to, I think are going to be the last ones to be able to really get off. But yeah, you know, I, I, we have uh, timers conferences um, pretty much, I'd say every couple months where we talk to different timers across the country, not just in Ohio, um, where we kind of talk about trends and what we're doing as far as organizing different events. Um, the consensus is kind of that we're thinking that. You know, we're probably looking at probably next fall is, you know, where we're still going to be at as far as where we're at now, where things may get back to normal. Um, I think, honestly, the whole COVID situation has probably hurt more than anything the smaller races, um, the events that are first and second, third year events, um, events that maybe weren't as well established um, or had smaller numbers. It's really difficult to, you know, get a race off the ground in the middle of a pandemic if you know, you haven't done it before. No. Yeah, you don't it's... have a you know a large following. But on the opposite end, you know, the larger events like your marathons, like you had said, they face a whole different set of challenges just because of you know the distance the people are running and you know making sure that they have nutrition and things like that and water stops. So to be honest, I think you're going to see both ends of it. I think it's going to hurt the really small events, and I, I think it's going to be very difficult for the larger events. I shouldn't say difficult, a lot more work involved to keep everybody safe um, in the future. Just, you know, I think there'll be a lot more safety protocols, especially for events such as marathons. Yeah, because I'm signed up for the, over in Massillon, the Made in America half. Yeah. It's supposed to be coming up November 8th. Uh, I, till we started going red again, I, I wasn't, I'm, they're supposed to still be going off. I'm waiting to see what, how they actually because it sounds like they're going out in waves or something right from the, not like, so waiting to see how uh, it 
they get pull it off because I'm surprised they're, they're still going live. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's a unique situation, you know. It just from being in different conversations with different health departments, um, kind of the consensus that you feel is, you know, if if a if a county's in the orange or yellow, you're probably safe and good to go as far as as far as knowing the event's going to go off. Um, when it turns to red, it's a little bit of a tricky situation. It depends on why the COVID cases are spreading and, you know, are they directly related to, you know, like after school events or, you know, it, it all depends on each county. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to let people know whether to expect the race to be canceled or not, um, just because things change so quickly. And it's, it's just something I guess you just have to keep up on. And that's another thing that race directors have to deal with is just keeping their participants informed um, because things just change so quickly. Yeah, I've noticed that with the whole COVID thing, it's you just don't know day to day sometimes. Uh, I do think it's settled down from when this was first starting about what to expect. It's just trying to get things uh, as far as running races and things. I'm, I'm normally a guy that runs 15, 20 races a year and I've done a few virtuals and I just, they're not, it's not the same. I'm doing, I am doing the Yellowstone half virtually and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely not. I mean, we, we definitely appreciate the support from all of our virtual participants, you know, and we, you know, we couldn't support some of these events without having those participants. Um, but we, we get it too. We know that runners are frustrated as far as, you know, not being able to do the physical events. We're, we're frustrated as race directors and organizers that have planned this months in advance and it's it's tough on us too we we definitely get it i mean obviously first priority is safety of everybody so um you know if it means postponing something or having it a year later because of that we're definitely going to do it but we we definitely feel everybody's frustrations you know we we take a lot of pride in what we do at you know second soul for second soul racing we take pride in the youngstown marathon and it's a lot of planning it's planning months and months you know in advance when we finished last year's event we literally had a meeting i think the week or two after and we were already talking about the following year so um we we definitely feel for everybody we feel it ourselves and we feel it for you guys too and you know we're, we're really hoping that next year the situation is different where we can actually have our physical event oh yeah I, this will really be frustrating if we're still talking about this next year at this t- point in time because uh, i know uh I've participated every year so far, and so I guess I'm glad I'm doing the uh, virtual just to keep that record going. Yeah, uh, we 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 don't have many details for next year. I can I can definitely tell you that we are definitely thinking about staying on the same weekend. Um, so I believe the date next year is the 24th. I may have that wrong. It's the, it would be the same weekend. It'd be the weekend prior to Halloween next year. Um, it'll be a Sunday again. We don't plan on changing that. We when we moved the marathon from June originally to October, um, we did like a post-race survey and kind of asked everybody their opinion. It was overwhelming that people liked it more in October with the cooler temperatures and the fall scenery and things like that. So we're definitely going to keep it on that weekend. Um, other than that, obviously, we don't know much more at this point, but we can, you know, fingers crossed that a year from now, this conversation will be different. We'll be looking forward to the next the next marathon. Yes, I know. I, I do plan on having people from the marathon back on. Hopefully, we'll be talking about it going off after 
uh, the pandemic made it go virtual. And right now it's kind of a shame because I mean, I've run in the park a couple times, you know, well, I run there all the time, but it's really the leaves and everything's changing, like perfect timing. It would have been perfect timing for it. And I think the weather's starting to cool off. So next weekend. Yeah, it, <laughs> I had that same thought. I was driving home from work day before last and I'm looking around thinking to myself man we're only we would have only been what 10 days out from the marathon at this point and yeah the yeah the leaves is transitioning the weather's getting cooler and it just feels like marathon running so you you definitely feel that and I remember last year on the race morning it was it was breezy it was definitely windy but you looked around and said yeah this is the right time of the year to run a marathon yeah absolutely uh because spring marathons Especially June in this area, you don't know what you're getting. And even a spring marathon, you can train in the cold and then hit a hot day. Whereas a fall marathon, even if you get a warmer day, at least you've trained in it all summer. Uh, yeah, and that was actually, that was one of the main decisions why we moved from June to October. Um, we got really lucky the first two years where we didn't have temperatures. I don't think they got higher than maybe 71 or 72. Um, but we all know in Ohio, June can have days where it's, you know, in the 90s. And we were just basically worried that we were just one year away from that happening. And, you know, the decision was like, hey, look, you know, we've gotten lucky the last two years. But let's think about the runners and think about what they'd want. And, you know, we know we're competing with a lot in the fall. But kind of what you said earlier, nothing really beats Mill Creek Park and, you know, Youngstown in October. I mean, you just no. you can't you can't beat the scenery. All right. Um and if somebody wants to sign up for one of your races that are coming up, is it just secondsoultiming.com? Yep. Yeah, it's Second Soul Timing or Second Soul Racing. They're both linked to the same site. Um, I keep everything pretty updated. So if you click on each month, it'll tell you what events are going on. If they're virtual, it'll stay virtual. If they're canceled, it'll say canceled. Um, if you don't see either one and there's a registration link, it means it's definitely a live event and ready to go. Um, but I update it pretty much on a daily basis. So whenever there's questions about any local events second soul racing or second soul timing.com has has the updated information uh, is there any other contact information or links you'd like to share youngstown marathon or anything yeah like i said um information just updated with the virtual event for youngstown marathon is just youngstownmarathon.com um and for youngstown peace race it's ytownpeacerace.org um so they have all their information up there as well as far as the virtual event. Um, really, those two links are also linked to our sites are linked to our, our timing website as well. But um, any of those sites will have all the information that virtual participants need as far as packet pickup and how that works. Um, and then any other races that are not listed there will be on our on our timing website. All right, great. All right, thank Josh. I want to thank you for being on. Uh, I got. We'll change it up a little bit. I got a uh, cool down question for you. Yeah, uh, sure. Is there any anything on your bucket list you'd like to let us know about? Bucket Doesn't list. have. I got a lot on my bucket list. It's whether I have time to figure it out. I, you know, honestly, if we're, if, since we're, excuse me, since we're talking running, I'd say probably, you know, I've always wanted to do a 50k. Um, that's kind of out of the norm for me. I, I've run eight marathons now um but i've kind of really started to enjoy the longer distances i've gotten older um my wife and i ran the harrisburg marathon in 2018 and 
I finished the race and went back for her to kind of finish with her. And I think I ran like 31 or 32 miles altogether that day. And that was really the first time I said to myself, I'm like, I might be interested in trying a 50K. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how things are. I got one I'm looking at next June, but we'll see. We'll see how the training goes. There's a lot of good ones out there. 50K. I haven't run them. Yeah, but. I, don't, I don't know if I'm... I, I respect people that do those kinds of races and the distances. They, you got to be dedicated. I'm, I'm definitely dedicated, but that's, that's a lot of time on your feet, literally, to be training. Yes, that's the key. Uh, I've only done one fifty k, so I'm no, yeah. no expert on them, but uh, most well, of gonna, them. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna pick a looped one. So if I need to drop out, I can be like, yeah, I made it to this, <laughs> this distance, and now I'm done. I'm definitely not doing like a point to point. That's for sure. Yeah, every now and then I think of something crazy. Right now, I'm, it's just not a good time for me to be on uh, trails right now, and might not be a good idea. This is a tough time. As beautiful as it is, it's a tough time to run trails because you don't know what's under those leaves. Uh, that's my only warning for running trails right now. Yeah, I I'll be honest. I don't. I'm not a trail runner. I tried it in college. I am either not coordinated enough, or I don't know what it is. I feel so beat up the next day after running trails that I'll be boring just like my my cheese pizza I'm gonna I'm gonna pick something plain Jane 50k I'll pick a road course that does loops so <laughs> no trails for this guy uh, well most most of the ultra running over a marathon is on trails I, mean, I know I know and that's what everybody keeps telling me they're like you're gonna you're gonna be far-fetched to find a 50k <laughs> it's not on a trail I'm like maybe I need to rethink this bucket list thing <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let you get going. I want to thank you for uh, being on the podcast after I only had to ask you, what, what twice maybe? Yeah, <laughs> once, twice, ten times. <laughs> I'm glad we were finally able to work it out. All right. Well, take yeah, I care. you having me on. Thanks for listening to the Just Runners podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review to help promote the podcast.